Turn Up The Talk would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We acknowledge their connection to lands, waters, and community. We honour and recognise the wisdom, compassion, strength, and resilience of elders and the stories they share with us in hope for greater understanding and care for the lived experiences of First Nations community in Australia country. Turn up the talk podcast, tackling mental health together. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Turn Up A Talk. Lockie, bit of a jungle theme, mate. What's doing? Yeah, I'm liking it between two thorns vibe. Yeah, I know, I do. I, I, you know what? It's nice. It tickles my neck a little bit. <laughs> yeah, lovely. <laughs> so, uh, Paddy, special guest today. Yes. Up and comer. Obviously, our third member, who is also an up and comer athlete, is stuck in uh, paradise, he likes to refer yeah. to. Paramatter, he's still training. But uh, yeah, interested, really keen for this one. Yeah, I am. I am, mate. Firstly, how are you? What's been going on? Yeah, not too bad, mate. School's back, week four, uh, getting into the groove, and then, yeah, about to settle on my place. How long's it take? Oh, yeah, you got a new place? Yeah, yeah, so um, we're about to settle in a couple of weeks' time, so that will be nice. As in, like, move in? Is that what you mean? No, yeah, so we're- The whole payment's- done. All the payment's done, and then we're going to rent it out for a year, and then- Don't you have to live in it first? Yeah. Well, you didn't do that. That's if you get the temp. temp uh, yeah. Stamp. You're saying, wow, so you're really rolling in the money. You never do that. Yeah, mate. Nice, nice. All righty, let's get into it, eh? Ben Donaldson, welcome to Turn Up A Talk, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, very well. Very well. How are you, boys? Mate, yeah, I'm better, not as good as him, sorry. He's fucking rolling <laughs> in. Just bought a house. He doesn't even do 10% stamps. That's why right. I don't bring things up. Dono, um, season, what's going on at the moment? Yeah, so Waratah's season, Super Rugby's finished up now. Um so we had a good season, made the quarterfinals first time for a couple of years now. So that was a good season with the boys. Um, and now back at Ramwick, back in the club land, um, just made the finals, finished third. So got Sydney Uni this week, been back there now for about a month. So yeah, loving it down there at Coogee Oval. What, did, um, what are your thoughts for the finals? A lot of players coming back from Super Rugby or? Oh, most boys are already back. So yeah. um, fair, few, fair few clubs got a few boys back. Um, but honestly, the, the comp this year has been... All over the shop. Last place, beaten first place, and so forth. So, could be anyone. Could be anyone. I was about to say, lucky I didn't. Here's the first union player we got on, but we got Peachy on. But he was sevens at the time. So, first 15 the side player, whilst we're talking to him. Yeah. 15s now. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a Wixman as well, but he's injured at the moment. So What's he done? Something to his hammy. Okay. Was that in Australia, eh? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. What about... um? So, yeah, obviously, Darren Coleman, new task coach, came in this year. What was the changes like? Obviously, the previous coach, um, there was a lot of fallout, things like that. The results weren't too good. What What's the biggest changes you've seen this year with the club? Um, firstly, I think DC is just such a, an emotional guy. He's, he wears his heart on his sleeve. You know, he One thing he did, he got all of us in throughout pre-season onto a chair and he had to speak about life experiences, hardships, everything. And probably 90% of the boys started crying and he started crying when he was speaking as well. And from that, from the first bit, what he did there, I think everyone kind of thought, yeah, right. like he's trying to build us closer. Um, and obviously last year we didn't win a game for the Tars, so people probably thought from the outset, you know, they're going to fracture, they're going to fall apart, but we kind of stayed close, which was good. Um, and that was DC's main passion, you know, bring us even closer. And 
from that outset, just his emotional connection with everyone. Um, I think everyone really, really brought on board. Plus, he brought some new recruits in, which helped some older heads back in the mix. Um, but yeah, I think um, that emotional piece was really special for the boys. How's the battle been for you? Obviously, with Tane um, and Harrow earlier on, what's that like? Sort of going to training every day and you know knowing that you got to sort of put it over one person in particular. Yeah, for that it's, spot. It's an interesting one. Obviously, we're all like best mates as well, which you don't get very often. Um, and usually, you know, most positions have someone who's older who you can learn off and yeah. gain experience off, whereas us three, it's all young boys. But, um, yeah, it is tough when you come in and you know you're all fighting for that same position. Um, at the same time, it's good because we're always working together, working hard together. We hang out off the field and stuff, which helps the club as a whole. Um, but, yeah, it is a bit weird sometimes, as as you would expect. You know, you're training against each other, um, internal trials, you know, you're versing each other. Um, and as much as you want to see your mate succeed, um, you really do want to put it over them. And then, I guess selection-wise, when they get picked, you're happy for them. But oh, you know, it hurts when you don't get picked. Um, and because we're all the same age, we're not going to be able to all stick around forever. So we know that one of us kind of has to make strides soon, and that'll be the man for the next what could be ten years. Mm. So yeah, it is a weird one, but at the same time, we kind of like it as well. So. You say that it's a young dynamic where you got three of you pretty much, or well, you are all the same age. Mm. You don't really have that leader to turn on and you just spoke about the team and it looks like you're starting to get a real good culture there. And obviously you've got leaders in that. We won't talk about the personal side. Obviously a lot's been happening with Michael Hooper, but we won't go into that. But what about him as a leader? What's he bring to that whole squad? Yeah, Hoops is massive. I think we saw it. He, he was away for last year, maybe even the year before um, in Japan um, to get away, which is good for him. And Ever since he's been back, you know, he's you can just tell why he's the captain of the Wallabies, why he's played 120-odd tests. Just off the field, he's just an all bloke, you know, like loves a laugh, loves a yarn with the boys. Um, but once you're talking about footy off the field, he'll ask you questions. He'll try to pick your brain as well, which is pretty yeah. cool coming from someone of that calibre. Um, and then on the field, if... If you're doing, if you make a mistake or you pick an option and he might not think it's the right one, he'll question you about it. He'll he'll review it. He'll pick a clip and come to you personally. Like, just so professional. Even the way he preps for training, cools down after training. Like, it's just I've never seen it before from someone. And I guess that's why, like I said, he's the Wallabies captain and played so many games. And what about for your particular position? Who do you kind of go to? Is it someone from another club? Is it someone from Randwick? Who do you bounce your own number ten and fifteen kind of ideas off? Um. I've spoken a bit to Bernard Foley. Um, obviously, I trained a little bit as I came out of school and he was in the mix. Yeah. He, he was really helpful. Um, and we've flicked a few texts back and forth this year and last year, which has been really good. Um, and also, Kurtley Beal, he's back in the mix with us now. Um, and just like Hoops, he's so professional, um, so much knowledge, and he's played 10, 15 Ranger positions. Um, so, yeah, probably those two guys. Coming out of school, it's obviously been good mates. It's been hard at times to watch things that have happened and eventuated but coming out of school talk us through the last couple of years obviously COVID was big in terms of you're in that sort of that in-between phase of the bubble where you couldn't play shoot shield but you weren't getting picked for the Tars mm. injury form how's it sort of been an introduction into professional athlete life yeah it had, like you said it has been a weird one obviously with COVID um yeah so finished school kind of had a year just in Colts with you great year won the comp um but yeah, then kind of got into a development contract for a couple of years, um, which was awesome, just training in pre-season, like I said, with Bernard and Kurtley and these kind of guys. Um, and then, yeah, COVID hit when I was in the squad when I could have been playing. And then 
we weren't allowed to go back and play club because we were in a bubble, which sucked. Um, couldn't go out, couldn't do anything. It was just Tars home, Tars home. And when you're not getting picked for the Tars games, because that was still going on, you're not. there's not much you're doing. You're just training kind of for the sake of it. Like, we didn't know what we were training for. Um, but, yeah, that, that went on for a little bit. And then when COVID kind of settled down a bit, I made my debut um, against, who was that, against the Force at the SCG, which is pretty special, SCG, special place. Um, and, yeah, ever since then, it's kind of been either starting or on the bench um, behind Harrow, who who started, one of my good mates as well. Um, and, yeah, ever since then, it's just been working hard. A few injuries, like you said, mainly during preseason. Um, tore my quad a couple of times, tore my groin, my calf, a lot of soft tissue injuries. Don't know how I got skinniest legs ever. Chicken but, legs. Yeah, I know. But, um, yeah, besides that, it's been, yeah, pretty cool. Like, straight out of school, not many kids get offered a contract and to train with people, like I said before. Um so yeah, just grinding away at the moment and yeah, see what happens. What was that debut night like? Do you go in the, do the Waratahs use the traditional sheds at nah, the SCG? unfortunately not. No, no, no. So what about that whole night though? There I goes mean, that question. There goes that <laughs> question. <laughs> because I, I, know I was at a, a Roosters thing the other day and they were speaking about, because they use the yeah, traditional yeah. and they were talking about the history of, of it all. And yeah, just even being in there listening is, yeah. is pretty cool. I couldn't imagine getting ready there and running out. Anyway, next question. <laughs> what about the debut night? Take us through it. I mean, like like you said, we've had the chance to play together through school and whatnot, mm-hmm. and seeing your journey is amazing. And then to go to that big stage, it's something you've obviously always dreamed of, and you had those rough periods. And then when you finally get there, what are you feeling? Is it excitement? Obviously, there has to be some nervousness. What yeah. What are you feeling? Yeah, no, it was, it was a weird one because I actually got picked the week before to debut against the Reds up at Suncorp. Suncorp, another pretty cool place to yeah. debut. But the game was tight and I didn't end up getting on. So I was shattered as you would be. But like my family and stuff couldn't make it up. So I was kind of like, oh, maybe next week at the SCG. The chance came. Got about 20 minutes at the back end. My mates, my family, everyone was there. Yeah, so it so, aligned. Yeah, so it aligned really. pretty well yeah. firstly, yeah. And then, yeah, very nervous. Um, but also very excited. Like I knew I was coming off the bench. So I'm probably only going to get 15, 20 minutes. Um, so I just went out there and you know had a bit of fun. Did my thing. We, had, we won, which was good. Um, but like I said, the SCG, that's a pretty special place to debut. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't in those traditional sheds, but like running out there to warm up, just like looking around, um, all the nerves kind of went away as I got out there. Cause you know, just a, such a special place. I just took yeah. it all in more excited than anything, but yeah, it was a very special night. And then personally, you've since then grown, you've just come back from Fiji for Australia, right? Yeah. So you've just kind of taken off really I mean to go from debuting a couple of years ago to then stepping in to Australia A is kind of a big deal what do you think your personal game how have you developed that yeah I think um, I guess just playing footy helps like everyone always says it but especially as a fly half um, the only way you're going to get better um, is by playing minutes solid minutes um, and yeah like I said injuries coming off the bench doesn't help when you're a 10 because you might only get 10, 15 minutes and you can't really get into a game, control the yeah. boys around. But this year and last year, you know, I started majority of the games at, at 10. Um, and yeah, I guess playing 80 minutes every week, you, you get those combos with the boys inside, outside, yeah. Um, and yeah, a bit of, bit of form came around and then made the Aussie A um, tour, which was pretty cool. Started two of the games over there and um, yeah, it was good fun. Another sort of milestone, which we didn't mention, um, was... Early this year, you were in Wallabies camp. Talk us through that. Yeah, it was a spe- very special one. Um, like I said, I started the year playing some good footy, starting for the Tars at 10, and there's a bit of a shortage at 10 in, at the moment in the in the country. There's about four or five of us around 22, 23, and then 
to Quay Cooper and James O'Connor, who are 30-odd. So there's a big difference in um, age in that position. Mm. Um, so we always kind of knew that they were going to pick one or two young boys in that initial squad. And, yeah, I was playing some decent footy and um, didn't really hear anything from any of the Wallabies coaches. I, we knew the squad was coming out and then came out on Instagram and my name was in it. Pretty <laughs> pretty weird way to find out. But... Um, I think someone actually sent it to me. I hadn't seen it. Someone sent sent it to me on Instagram and it popped up and I was like, all right, oh, like, this is gun. And then, yeah, that was special. And the camp That's was, nuts. it was only a four-day camp. So it was only just to get in and, you know, get fitted for all the kit and stuff, have meetings and meet the squad for the England um, tournament that just recently happened. So there wasn't much training. Um, and I actually injured my calf the day before that. So it was a bit bittersweet, but... Just cool to be in there with all the boys and meet the squad and roomed with James O'Connor, which was pretty cool. Um, learned plenty of knowledge off him and heard some pretty cool stories as well yeah. on and off the field. But um, yeah, no, it was a really, really special experience. Were you were you wigging out when they sent it to you? Like, how long yeah. after you read it were you thinking, "Fuck, is this a typo or something"? Literally how long was. until you were contacted after that? Yeah, so I was just at home um, and I knew it was coming out around the time, but I hadn't heard anything, so I was like, "Oh, maybe I haven't made it," and then. So I can't remember who it was. Someone sent it to me on Instagram and I looked at it and looked at it twice. And then my dad must have seen it. He was out and he called me and like, yeah, it's very special. But yeah, I literally thought it was a typo because I hadn't heard anything. <laughs> out. This is that's bizarre. Crazy. Eh? That yeah. is bizarre. Only, the national, only the national team. <laughs> I swear that's happened for the Blues or something once. Yeah. Something. Crazy. So, like, fuck, how do you fuck that up? Seriously. I don't know. But apparently they were only calling boys or letting boys know who didn't make the squad. Yeah. Who, who were like okay. on the fringe. Just saying, like, yeah, you were close, but keep working on this. Yeah. And then the boys who made it, they obviously wanted to try and make it a surprise, which it was. Um, but, yeah, then I heard from Dave Rennie maybe um, a couple of hours later. Just said, congrats. Like, you're playing well. We'll see you in camp in a few weeks. And, yeah, that was a very odd way. But, yeah, it was a great surprise. Moving, awesome. moving towards, like, the mental side of things. With being in that sort of environment and then mm. the TARS with DC, what what do you do mentally to prepare what what's it look like week in week out the night before, day before? Yeah, I've I've changed a lot over the past couple of years. Um, my biggest one is just having a weekly plan. So Sunday night I'll sit down Monday to, through to whatever the game is Saturday, and just plan out my whole week. So what I need to do on the field, but off the field as well to get my head away from footy. So it might be uni or go for a swim or have a coffee with my mate or just whatever. Um, that's probably the biggest one for me. Um, but then, like I said, it's just trying to get my head away from footy when I can, because obviously it's a full-time job. You know, that's that's what you're doing. That's yeah. what you're meant to be doing um, 24 hours of the day. So, you know, we're in there probably till 8 a.m. till 4 p.m. So those hours from 4 till 10, you know, just try to get out of footy. Do maybe review the session quickly, um, but then, you know, go home, watch a movie, hang out with my missus, see a mate. Like, yeah. if, you, if you're thinking about footy, all night and then you're going in the next morning it just drains it like a couple of years ago when I started at the TARS that's all I was doing I was like yeah I'm, I'm in this environment how cool is it but you just never you'd never I guess clock off um, so yeah that's probably my main thing just the weekly plan and then try switch off as much as I can when I'm outside of it so you felt drained after so you you were going in there constantly thinking in, oh, as, as you would as a young yeah. kid's coming in you're thinking what can I do you're constantly thinking how can I improve comparing yourself I'd say to, to the players who you're competing against yeah when did it get to the point where you were like, fuck, this is not good. Like I need to actually switch off and it, and it really is draining me. When did you notice that? Probably during preseason, 
oh, would have been a couple of years ago, I think, because obviously preseason is really tough, toughest training you do in yeah. the whole year um, in any sport. Um, and yeah, like I said, I was young, and that was preseason leading into my first year of like a full contract. So I was like, might be a shot here to get a few games. And you know, you train so hard, and then it's, all the training's filmed. So I'd go home and watch it and review it, and you'd make a mistake and you'd be thinking about it, oh, tomorrow yeah. I can't be doing that because then I won't get picked. Like just yeah. back and forth. And because preseason's so hard, some mornings you'd wake up and you go, oh, don't really want to go into that. Do not want to do these tackles with these big boys or do the running or whatever it is and it's 30 degrees um, and everyone's probably in the same state like you know yeah. it's pre-season it's tough but sometimes during the season as well that, that does happen um, you just wake up and you're like oh, a bit mentally drained because it's the same thing it's the same thing every week you know you've got your plan outlined for you you know what you're doing you're training every day so you can get stuck in the cycle of just going in there training coming home you know not trying to I guess oh, it's it's a hard one. Like I said before, in preseason, you're trying to improve and impress to play. Then during the season, when you do get picked, you're kind of in the cycle of oh, I'm getting picked now. I'm sweet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess you do get um, your brain does go a bit crazy sometimes. But I think, like I said, that's why I try to get away from footy as much as possible because then you're fresh the next morning. You're excited to go yeah. back in, just stuff like that. What What's the system like if you if you do wake up one morning and it's just, fuck, you know, I'm, I'm just not feeling it today. Is it a system where you can walk in and just say to the, the coach, listen, mate, I'm feeling a little bit off today? Or have they got things in place where you can go speak to people? What's that like? Yeah, they do. Um, I've never had to, like, I've never done that before. But, like, with DC, our coach now, like I said, he's so in touch with everyone, so personally, um, so individually. So he he's big on, if you're not feeling well, come talk to me. If you if you need to chat about anything, come talk to me. Um, and then we've got a personal development manager, Charlotte, who kind of looks after all that mental health side of stuff, looks after uni, like off everything off field. And she's in every day as well. So, you know, if anyone ever has a problem, go talk to them. You can, if you don't want to go in, call them, like they'll have yeah. a chat. They're very flexible in the way how they manage boys. Um, Cause obviously you want boys turning up, wanting to train well and be fresh and yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good environment in that sense. Yeah. A lot of athletes sort of derail when they get injured. Mm. Especially if, like, and I know you've said before, you've been doing uni, you got stuff other way. Talk us through those sort of periods where you've been injured. Like, what are you thinking mentally? How are you feeling? How tough is it? Yeah, it is tough. Um, like, I've, I've, I'd never really been injured. Like, coming through school, Colts, bit of grade, under 20s, like, no major injuries. And then the f one of the pre-seasons tore my quad day one in testing. So like obviously, like I said, pre-season, you want to prove yourself and stuff. Yeah. So I was out for about eight weeks. Um, and being pre-season, my mindset initially was like, damn, I can't you know, prove myself, this and that. And then just worked hard for the first like four weeks, maybe trying to get big, talk to coaches, like watch the boys train, figure out what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. Because um, as a 10, that's pretty important. And then I was only about halfway through the rehab and then you kind of go like far out. You know, this is draining like, you, what if you don't get back like the boys are training you're not it, do, it does get very draining um, but yeah then I, I actually did my quad again got back from that injury did my quad again and I knew it was going to be another eight week injury um, and yeah it's just I guess the hardest part is probably watching the boys train because you want to be out there as well watching them play when they go out when they travel like you're just sitting at home watching on TV there's, there's nothing you can do mm -hmm. so it is tough um, but I guess having a close support network around you is really 
helpful. Like my girlfriend was really good. My family was really good. Friends, um, even the boys at training, coaches and stuff like that. That gets that's what gets you through. Um, it's the same in every sport, but yeah, like I said, I didn't have many injuries, and then those two happened, and then got into some form, played some good footy, and then tore my groin. This is all in the same year, and then um, yeah, tore my groin, and so I couldn't play the last four games. Couldn't play any club footy, um, and by then you kind of start thinking. Am I doing something wrong? So then it affects what you're doing outside footy. You might stop drinking or yeah. stop going out with your mates because you're worried about you're going to drink or you're going to do something yeah. wrong. So it does affect, yeah, not just footy but outside as well. Um, but I, like I said, I was very lucky with a close support group. Um, they kind of yeah helped me out through those injuries. That's a really good point. I didn't. We've no one's really brought up before like how it affects outside. athletes socially. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone just thinks athletes are just like, oh, yeah, like you said, it's work. And it's like, oh, they'll be all right. Like, part of the job. Part, part of the yeah, job. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, it would really make you second guess everything that you do, everything yeah, that you think. And it could be get yourself stuck in a rut. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Agree. What are you, um, what are your plans for this year? So obviously, you got Shoot Shield. Yep. Are you a chance for a Wallabies squad call up or? Oh, I don't know. I'd like to think so. Put your money on it. I'd be putting my money on it. Is there a market for it? <laughs> dollar one, mate. Dollar one. Uh, um, obviously, with Quade Cooper getting injured on the weekend, um, it's bad for Australian rugby, but it probably does open a door for another 10 to be called in. They've got a couple there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. I haven't had any contact with them, but they're obviously very hopeful. Um, they've, got, they've got, I think, nine more games this year, so there's plenty of footy to be played. Um, so, yeah, my phone's on if... Dave Rennie wants to <laughs> give me a call, but yeah, nah, I'll just keep playing well for weeks and hopefully go deep into the finals and then who knows if something happens. Yeah. I'd love to. What about the next few years? What do you think? Obviously there's a world cup in France Yep. next year. Where do you, where's your mind up with that? Yeah. Well, obviously. Goal? Yeah. Massive goal. Yeah. I've got one more year at the Tars. Um, so hopefully I uh, get the 10 starting Jersey back. Um, Play some good footy there and then, yeah, hopefully make my way into the Wallabies. That's a short-term goal, make the World Cup. But then there's obviously the British and Irish Lions touring, touring in 2025, I think, um, and then a home World Cup in 2027. So they're three goals that I'd love to be a part of. Um, but, yeah, the the steps to get there is just keep training well, get back starting for the Tars, and then um, if I play some good footy, it should work its way out from there. So, All right, we're going to go into a couple fan questions. So one is about the World Cup, which we just covered. Another one is from Ben, Ben Young, Ben dot Young, and that is, what advice would you give to a young athlete coming through? Uh, I think my biggest advice would probably just be enjoy yourself. Um, obviously, work hard and take it all seriously, but just enjoy yourself, whether that's professional or you're just playing amateur with your mates or whatever it is. I think the more you enjoy yourself, the better you play. That's what I've found when I'm having fun. And I'm enjoying waking up, you know, going to training and stuff like that, like I spoke about. You, you end up playing better and then it just makes everything so much better, you know. You don't have bad games and then you're all head noisy for the next few days and stuff like that. So, yeah, just enjoy yourself. Um, sport's not around forever. It's probably a short period where you're going to be playing sport in your life. Yeah. So you may as well make the most of it. So the more you have fun, yeah, the better it'll be. You're actually probably in a rare position where, oh, I, I don't know, I can't. you can't say that because I don't know, but... A lot of athletes who wouldn't be, a lot of athletes wouldn't be studying whilst doing their sport. I so think a like, lot have to. Do you have to study? We don't have to, but our PDM, who I was speaking about before, they kind of 
I guess, encourage it and yeah. try to get yeah. you to do it. It's not compulsory. It might be in other teams and sports, but there is a lot more who are starting to do it now. How have you um, found that? Because obviously, like like you said, you've got a big, say you've got a big game, mm. that's all you're going to be thinking about all week. Yeah. But then it's obviously a good sort of thing to take your mind off that game and footy. But yeah, how have you found that for the last couple of years? Yeah, it is difficult. I was lucky straight out of school. I knocked off about almost two full years of my uni degree before I started. What's your degree? Sport and exercise management. Yeah, so UTS, so yeah, yeah. ties in a little bit. Um, but yeah, it is tough. Like you said, your, your main focus is rugby because that's your full-time job and you want to do well and mm. everything like that. But um, yeah, like at the moment, I'm really struggling. To, I'm trying to enroll in subjects, but our only, our only day off is Wednesday and the subjects I want to do or can only do only on Tuesdays sure, or Mondays. Sure, you get a bit of leeway or not. Yeah, you try to. Yeah. Um, UTS, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it is tough. And like you said, when you've got big games coming up and you've got an assignment due that weekend or mm. like, if you win a game and you want to go out and celebrate and you've got an exam the next day, like it, it, it is tough. But like I said, the off-field stuff is just as important as the on-field stuff for your life, mentally, like everything. So it's good. I'm glad I'm doing it. And it's good that more athletes are starting to do it. Um, you just got to find the right balance, and then it, yeah, it's it all works out. Have we got a world. Is it World Cup in twenty twenty seven here, or twenty twenty eight? Twenty seven. Twenty twenty seven. Yeah. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, that would be sick. Five years. In that Australia, would, that would be unreal. And that would be all around, eh? Yeah, yeah. Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, probably Adelaide. Perth. They're going to yeah. Adelaide. Yeah. Will they build new stadiums? Reckon nah. Maybe at Leichhardt, just fix the fence. <laughs> oh, how about that? <laughs> Good thing it was Joey's kids. <laughs> oh I'm joking, God. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Couldn't have happened to I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Nah, that was pretty brutal. Yeah, that was cruel. But that, like on the topic of it, that, how good was that though? Like seeing that oh, for like schoolboy rugby. Oh, that like, was sick. Wait, how many was it? 17,000 or something? 15, 17,000. That was 20, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was bigger than most NRL. And the Joey's, yeah. Joey's kids are all in the grandstand singing stuff yeah. after yeah, the game. It's such a good look for it. It's unreal. How do you get that in more schools, do you think? I mean, GPS just do it so well. Yeah, yeah, they've always done it. Yeah. Cash money, eh? Cash yeah. money. Some to hire out like cut oval. Yeah, what the fuck? How much would have that cost? <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. I'm pretty sure one of their grounds that they were meant to play at was under renovation or was too wet or something. That's what I've heard, at least. And then, so they've moved it out there. Come down to Queen's Park, right. mate. Yeah. I reckon GP. Queen's Park will cost more Place to, to rent. 100%. Why can't? I reckon. Don't you? <laughs> Leichhardt doesn't have divots or a, <laughs> or a cricket pitch in the or middle of it. Or a dog poo in the middle or of it. Or a dog poo, yeah. cricket pitch, what else? Pure, everything. Golden hard. staff. We've had a few, a few golden, golden staff incidents down there. Oh, God. Where would be your dream packed stadium to play at? It's a good question. I've only ever played at one packed stadium. That's Leichhardt. Not not even a stadium, but we packed it out this year, which was yeah, they, Yeah, that looked sick. Unbelievable. You, like, Sunday Arvo games. Good are, atmosphere. It's all so close. Um, I don't think they played on Sunday. Well, once, well, we did once. Yeah. We did once. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> All the packed out ones. Yeah, well, Saturday night, I, I, I wish you were there, standing on the fence, you grunk. <laughs> oh god. Uh, but yeah, gee, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I I hate to play at stadiums like SCG, those massive yeah. ones. Even Does if it, you pack is them it out, is it fucked kicking with the circle? Yeah, it, it weeks is it out. free? Yeah, because heaps of people you can't say even that. See the lines, and then it's so out of proportion because the stadium's so far away and the circle. Yeah, it's real weird. It's real weird. So, like, up the favourite so far? Well, so far in my career, yeah. Um, Suncourt would be pretty cool. Mm. Like, that's all pretty close as well. Yeah. Like, relative to where people are seated. And it's a massive stadium. Um, you got the new stadium, which will be your home ground. Oh, that yeah, would be sick. Hopefully, we pack that out one day. That's what DC, our coach, is 
that's his next goal is to pack that out yeah. and get pubs and stuff all in blue. Surely and be a, sh- a chance for that opening game. Hopefully, like, the way we've gone this year, if we yeah. keep winning, yeah, I think like I think rugby's on the rise again, especially with the World Cup coming back. That would yeah. be that would be very special having that packed out. Obviously, being a Sydney boy and yeah, yeah, yeah. that um, would be packed out every game for the World Cup. Surely, oh, you'd think so. Yeah, you'd I remember so. 2014 Waratahs game, Brumbies, that was packed. Was that the final? Semi-final. semifinal. That, I think I was that. That was yeah. packed. Was it there? And that was mad. Yeah, the final was at ANZ, but the semi-final was at yeah, Allianz. And I remember like yeah. Skelton, mm. Will Skelton made like this run. He set up Bernard Foley, I think, yeah. last try. And that's the, yeah, I don't think, think I've ever been at a stadium like it. It was just nuts. Yeah, yeah. That's, that would be cool to play in front of a full house there. Yeah. I think it's because you're like you said, you're all everyone's on top of you. Yeah, and I think it's only 40, 40 odd thousand as well. Um, like compared to some of the other stadiums yeah, like yeah, yeah. in Europe and stuff, they're 80 odd thousand. Yeah. That would be sick. But just being in Sydney, I think playing for the Waratahs, that would be unreal. You still playing a bit of golf now and then, yeah. now and then. Haven't played in a while, but yeah, doing still my, do better than me and you. Doing my best to get out there. So, we, haven't had, we haven't had a game in a while. We haven't. Because you throw your clubs every time we play. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting to get to a, one of your golf days. I'm always training. On when oh, yeah. All the Waratahs boys always dog it. <laughs> they always want free tickets. I don't think no I've got boy. another golf day left in me. Eh? Nah. Oh, it's so draining. Give Fuck us your feedback. So if you want oh, another so golf day, work. message us. Do you boys don't ever, message me. I can't do it. Do you boys even play in that or not? Just nah. Organize. We just eat the subway. Yeah. The, the first, it's just fucking draining. The first year we did with Wendell. Yeah, we did. We had a few holes with Wendell. Then Wendell brushed us. Heavy. <laughs> I'm joking. Wendell's been good to us. He has been good. <laughs> yeah, no, Wendell's been been great. He um been a great supporter of the talk. Uh Benny, thanks for coming on, mate. No worries, uh we man. look forward to seeing you over the next few weeks. Shoot shield, maybe You can't fucking grab my leg. <laughs> I don't do that to you. Uh, block it out, mate. Yeah, hey, well imagine yeah. when you're kicking for a block goal for the sideline twenty twenty seven motherfucking World Cup against England. <laughs> To Johnny Wilkinson at back. <laughs> okay. Give it back. You think him. Dono's going this <laughs> behind me? He's got a fucking screamer <laughs> with a beer can? No. Stop and tell him to shut up. Look, Benny, thank you. Uh, thank you for your time. Thanks no for coming on. Thanks, boys. We look forward to seeing you. Obviously, Shoot Shield. Shoot Shield, obviously, live and free, Stan Sport. Yep. And then, yeah, hopefully, uh, Wallabies call up in the new, not too distant future. Maybe spring tour at the end of the year. And then best of luck with your career going forward. Thank, thank you for you. Having, Thanks, joining boys. us. Thanks for having me. Thanks, brother. Turn up the talk podcast, tackling mental health together.